only. Carry on only. Dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. With award-winning photographer, creative director, and travel expert, Jill Pater. Jill has worked in over 100 countries, has published 21 books on architecture, design, travel, and gastronomy. Now, here's Jill and her co-host, Lisa Polachek. We're bringing you a bonus episode in the Carry On Only series. Jill and I and our friend Robin are going to talk about traveling for wellness. We have heard that Jill has spent some considerable and enviable time, entire trips, holed up in luxury wellness resorts. Tell us about that. What's that like? <laughs> well, it's amazing. If you haven't done one, I, I can't recommend it enough. It, it's a little bit, wellness vacations can be a little bit intimidating if you haven't done one before. One, usually because of the cost, right? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes they'll you know, include the accommodation, they include like some of the wellness activities, say like the yoga or exercise and treatments, as well as food and dining. So from a cost standpoint, you're looking at everything at once, which usually when we travel, we don't have to do that. So sometimes that can be intimidating. Right. We also kind of wonder like, do I really want to go somewhere and maybe not drink or not eat sugar or not, you know, you think, well, how fun can that be, yeah. right? <laughs> like what's what's the end game there? Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's it's one of those things that you do, like once you do once, you're, 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 you're going to do it for life. But taking that first step towards one is, is a little bit, yeah. there's a little bit of a risk involved, I think. I mean, it's a commitment. Yes, it's a commitment. Like I've told friends, oh, I've, you know, went to this place and they're like, and wait, there's no, you can't have wine. Can you have like Chardonnay or like light white wait, wine? Wait, is that or, true? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, some like, of them don't. Scratch the needle. <laughs> yeah, most of the higher end ones, they do have, they still have alcohol and they still have, you know, desserts and things like and that. And do they judge you? Can you feel them judging you? Well, oh. I, I actually got judged at one because I was the only one there at the time who wasn't on a detox program. It was, it, it was a spa in the Philippines. Was, we actually featured on the Carry On Only Philippines show. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be one of the few people there that wasn't on one of the detox, one of the juice programs. So I'd go into, and they had amazing, amazing food, like some of the best food I've ever had, mm -hmm. um, all kind of grown on, on the location, on the farm. And so I was like, there's no way I would do a detox here because the food's so good and it's so healthy. It's like, it's already a detox, right? Yeah. So I'd be at dinner and I'd be ordering everything off the menu and like the couple next to me would be like glaring at each other, <gasps> drinking their juices, like ready to die, you know? Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 that's, that's jealousy because they want to be doing what you're doing. Yep. Food envy, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think about the all-inclusive packages versus the mm -hmm. a la carte? And, and does does one put more pressure on you than the other? I've always been more of an a la carte girl. I just, yeah. I generally don't like packages for anything because I feel too committed yeah. <laughs> to do it. Like, even if it's like a pack of 10 yoga classes, I'm like, oh, now I have to manage this in my head. Mm -hmm. And so I like the a la carte option because you can kind of go. But that being said, a lot of the, the luxury wellness are based on, you know, say you're going for sleep restoration or you're going for healthier eating, you know, a lot of it is built in, but I do, I do like the a la carte option. Mm -hmm. I think, I think there's some that offer the best of both worlds. Like when I was at one, I just did the accommodation and then everything else a la carte. So my massages, my, you know, activities were just extra. And I like that because you can only do so much in a day. Like to your point, Lisa, if you book the full you know, the full Monty, then, then you kind of feel pressure to do all these things. And they right. offer a lot of things. And you're mm -hmm. like, well, I'm here. And, you know, I'm this is a big budget item for me. So I now I need to go and enjoy and everything. And that's like, 
not really the point. You're supposed to kind of relax and right, just, like yeah. yoga under duress. Right, is maybe not actually right. yoga. Exactly. And I'm the type that would have to, you know, I would want to check everything yeah, off the list and get, you know, yeah. do everything and try everything once because you're there and you're probably not going to go back for a while. Yeah. So, so yeah, I like the a la carte if, when it's offered. Sure. What about well, a person like me who's never done that type of trip? I, I get my trips. I just do little road trips here and there and that's how I get my well-being centered. But for a person who's never really gone to a wellness place, since you've done this many times, what would you recommend for us virgins who's never mm. done that? Where would we, what would be the best place for us to go to get the ultimate experience of what a wellness trip is? So I think the best thing is maybe start with something local. Like if you want to just kind of try it on for size a little bit, start with something that's maybe local or at least regional. And we're based here in Scottsdale, so we have lots of options. Um, lots of like two-day retreats or three-day retreats up in Sedona or up in places nearby. So something like in your region, maybe first, a couple days, just to kind of get a sense of what you liked about it, what activities you liked, maybe what, you, what didn't appeal so much. And that'll help kind of get you to the next step, which might be an international one. And I think the best wellness resorts are in Asia, hands down, like mm. hands down Asia. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we have a lot of ones here in the U.S., but they're very expensive. And if you're comparing price-wise, I just think, you know, in Asia, they've, they've been doing spa tradition for thousands and thousands of years longer than we have. So they've got it down. And it's just a very different environment. It's an experience. So you're getting a bit more of that travel edge to it. You're not just a hostage in a high-end hotel. Robin, <laughs> would you do it? Are you? Yeah, right. Would where you consider we it? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we've got great places, like you were saying, right here in Arizona. So why not give it a shot? And then when I'm ready to go abroad, Asia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it becomes easier. I think. I think when you feel, you can't really describe. You can't really convince somebody unless they actually feel it. So if you go to something, you know, for a couple of days, even. And you have that feeling of relaxation. You look great. You'll anti-age automatically. I mean, people will buy, you know, here we buy like so many serums and things. We'll spend hundreds of dollars on serums for our face and injectables and all these things. But honestly, the best thing you can do to anti-age is relax and, and de-stress. And so one of these trips, you'll come back looking and feeling like a million dollars. So heal from the inside out. Yes. Hmm. What a concept. Yes. If you're not, if you don't have the, the privilege or the, the great opportunity to do a wellness-focused trip, you actually have an agenda, maybe you're even traveling for business, do you have some tips for just self-care while you're on the road, you know, ways of staying calm, getting comfortable, getting good sleep, taking good care of your skin on the road? Absolutely. So one of the things I recommend even before leaving, travel gives a lot of people anxiety, even people that travel frequently. I tend to get a lot of anxiety before I travel and it actually hasn't gone down over, you know, even though I travel all the time. So I try to take it easy a couple days beforehand. And then that might be counterintuitive to some people because you're usually running around getting everything ready to go. But if you do, if you do kind of have that issue, just taking it easy a couple of days, it's also going to help your immunity because if you're super stressed before you leave, then you get on a plane and you're there with like everybody sneezing and coughing next to you. It's just not a good thing. It's just you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. So hydrating is a big one. Hydrating like a couple of days in advance before you go. I always bring those little hydration salts and things and packets help me hydrate on the plane. It's going to make you feel a million times better. Also, I, I, I tend to vitamin up. So C, vitamin C, zinc, D3, 
B6, B12, you know, anything you can do to kind of start to feel good before you go is going to help immensely, especially if you're on these like long, long haul flights. And then I like to meditate on the plane. I'll meditate and journal on the plane, you know, for 20 minutes, you have nothing else to do. So why not put in your headphones and get an app? Once I'm in country, again, hydration is so important. You lose, you know, 70% of our body weight is water and flights are so dehydrating. It's kind of really what, when we talk about jet lag, it's what makes it so much worse. It also really affects sleeping. So when you're adjusting to a time cycle, a new time zone, and you're dehydrated and your immunity's down, you know, it kind of, these things start to snowball. So as much as you can kind of buffer them before you go and then just take care of yourself when you get there Mm -hmm. and give yourself a day or two, like you're not going to feel great, you know, after a 30 hour flight, you're not going to feel amazing the next day. So just give yourself time to hydrate, to eat well, and try to get on the sleeping cycle of the time zone you're in as fast as possible. And that might mean like a couple espressos throughout the day just to help you get through the day so that you can sleep well you know, you can actually sleep on a normal zone at night. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things. I always try to meditate when I am a pla- in a new place because it can be very ungrounding when you're in a new hotel, you're in, you have new smells, new sights, new food, everything's different. You know, it's a bit of a shock to the body. And so just grounding and actually taking time to appreciate that you're on this trip, like you get to take this journey away from a little bit away from yourself, away from your home, away from people that know you and experience something new, get a new perspective on things. Kind of set an intention too of like what you want from that trip of what what's going to make you feel good and what, what you kind of want to take away. And maybe it's just peace. Maybe it's calm. Maybe, you know, you're away from your family and this is the only real time that you have to yourself. Or maybe you're single, but you're, you know, you're so busy at work all the time and you just don't have time to unplug, you know. That's when an air, a long flight can be so helpful, right? Because you have right. nothing else to do. You can just watch it's movies. You can ground. You can journal. You can think about things you haven't thought about. Like maybe you're working on a writing project, a book project, or even just thinking about your life. Like I always get the best downloads of like what I should do next on airplanes. Like that's hmm. my favorite place to journal and just like think about yeah. who I want to be when I grow up. Well, here's a thought for you though, Jill. When you get back home, mm-hmm. And life can just kind of close in on you. How do you maintain that level of well-being without going back to the regular rigmarole of your daily life and all the stresses? How do you extend that? Because that's the whole purpose. You can't just get away for a few days and then come back and then go right through that process again. You want to kind of maintain that same level for a little while and gradually get back up to where the junk affects you in everyday life. So how do you do that as a traveler? Well, that's a great question. And I, I think almost the same thing that you do on the front end can be applied to the back end. Like, And I know it's hard because a lot of people have very tight schedules, very busy work schedules and other things. But like, if you can give yourself like a couple of days, especially if you're doing these big international trips, even if it's a smaller trip, like even if it's a couple hours or like just block out, you know, don't go to work on 7 a.m. on the Monday morning. Like if you can block out a little more time for yourself, even a half day where you're home and you can kind of reground, just allowing yourself some time to readjust without all that pressure. Like don't look at the emails. Don't worry about your house not being cleaned or the laundry. Just give yourself that extra time once you land because that's going to allow you to kind of like suck up everything that you enjoyed while you were away and kind of seal it, right? And then just just know that you're probably going to be a little bit tired that week. You probably want a vitamin up again so that you don't, you know, you don't get sick. And just just take your time easing back into it. 
I have just a little statistical question yes, for you, Jill. I will do my best. Yeah, no, it's it's a number that you have to arrive at on your own. I just want to know when you've done one of those major wellness focused trips. What is the percentage of time you spend in a terry cloth robe? Ooh, that's a good one. I probably not as much as I should because I get a little, to be honest, like when I, the times that I have done these, I've gone from a very busy, you know, kind of work environment to landing at these places. And it takes me a little bit of time to calm down from like the type A, right? Because, you know, we're talking about these resort menus and all the activities. It's like, I kind of want to do them all. So it does take, and that's what I think too with, with wellness trips. It's like once you start to relax and calm down or any trip, say you're doing a trip to the Caribbean, it takes a lot. You need to spend a lot more time there than you think, right? Because the first couple of days you're antsy mm. and you're, you're up and up. But then once you start to relax, you start to not care about anything, right? And you just, mm-hmm. you're not going to want to leave. So it takes more time to, to, to mm-hmm. relax. Mm-hmm. So I'm not in a robe as much, nearly as much as I should be, but yeah. I do, I do get, I love massages, so I get, I love body work. I love, you know, trying different things, especially if you're somewhere internationally, they probably offer some unique treatment that you don't have at home. Mm-hmm. So I'll spend a little bit of time, but probably not as much yeah. as I should. Okay, well, I want you to have a nice robe at home then, okay. so that, that can be part of your I will, ongoing I will get self-care. Me a I will yeah. get me a robe. Good. Okay. Well, I think this was great. Thanks for indulging the uh, bonus episode on wellness as an addition to the Carry On Only series. Thanks for listening. Carry On Only. Thanks for listening to Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. Listen to Jill take you around the world in style, live every week right here or 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. For immediate access to Jill's destination guides, blog, and show notes, please visit JillPater.com. And follow her on Instagram at JillPater.com.